today, I'm going to try something new. I'm going to take you through what the kids learned during Vacation Bible School, and we'll see how it applies to our own lives. As you can see, I left up the decorations in here since I'm going to be talking about VBS, plus, you know, that allowed me the bonus of delaying that teardown process. So we get to enjoy it one more week. Well, as Pastor Mark mentioned last week, VBS was great. Amazing kids, amazing volunteers, all worshiping, praising, learning about our amazing God. The story of Joseph out of Genesis was the backdrop to VBS this year, and each day of the week had its own theme. Day one was based on Genesis 37 and talked about Joseph's family feuds. The theme for the day was, God loves you no matter what. I think every family is a bit dysfunctional, given that we're human beings. I used to say, we put the fun in dysfunctional. But Joseph's family, they were really overachievers when it came to being dysfunctional. Jacob, truly, Jacob was the patriarch of this family, and his 12 sons came from four different mothers. And, you know, I think there's always healthy competition, amongst siblings, but all those boys and four different moms, I'm thinking the competition was perhaps ramped up a bit more than usual. Of course, it didn't help that Jacob made it apparent that Joseph was his favorite, Joseph, the firstborn of Rachel. Jacob even made Joseph a special garment, often referred to as a colorful robe or coat. You've probably heard of Joseph and the amazing Technicolor dream coat. Stories known very well. Joseph was the only one to receive such a gift, and he had no problem flaunting that fact and the coat in front of his brothers. Yeah, Genesis 37, 3 through 8 says this, Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other children because Joseph had been born to him in his old age. So one day Jacob had a special gift made for Joseph, a beautiful robe. But his brothers hated Joseph because their father loved him more than the rest of them. They couldn't say a kind word to him. One night Joseph had a dream, and when he told his brothers about it, they hated him more than ever. Listen to this dream, he said. We were out in the field tying up bundles of grain. Suddenly, my bundle stood up and your bundles all gathered around and bowed low before mine. His brothers responded, So you think you will be our king, do you? Do you actually think you will reign over us? And they hated him all the more because of his dreams and the way he talked about them. So as you can see, Joseph was not doing anything to help his case with his brothers, but Joseph's dreams show that God had a plan for his life. As I said, many of us know the story of Joseph very well, but the story stands as a great example for all of us 
in our mistakes, in our crazy, messed up lives, God still loves us and still has a plan for us. So, long story short, Joseph's brothers end up pushing him into a cistern, which is better than what they were originally going to do, which was murder him, and then sold him for 20 shekels to some traders that were going, going by. On top of that, they tear up his prized robe, kill an animal, and put its blood on the robe, making it look like Joseph was killed by a wild animal. They lie to their dad about what happened. They watch him agonize over the death of Joseph, but they say nothing. And meanwhile, Joseph is brought to Egypt where he is sold to Potiphar, who is an officer of Pharaoh. Now at this point, if this had happened to any one of us, I think we'd be feeling pretty abandoned right now. Not just by our family, but, but maybe by God as well. But even as Joseph is sold into slavery, his faith remains strong. Psalm 89.2 says, Your unfailing love will last forever. Your faithfulness is as enduring as the heavens. God loves us no matter what. So day two of VBS brought us to Joseph's imprisonment. And the theme of the day was, God is with you everywhere. Joseph is now a slave in Egypt. His life has changed immensely. He's gone from being the favorite child in his home to being someone's slave in a foreign land. We may feel pretty far removed from such a thing, but it actually reminds me of a young woman I met this past week. She came into the building to ask for help. She's homeless, and she was trying to find a place to stay until the county could find some housing for her. We spent some time together, and she told me how different her life used to be. She said she had it all, and then in the blink of an eye, she lost everything. Her possessions, her home, even her children. She was feeling hopeless with no place to go. Like Joseph, some of it was due to the behavior and decisions of other people, but her actions had really played the major role in her current situation. Unlike Joseph, she does not have a rock-solid faith. She was afraid, she was worried, discouraged, and she did feel lost and abandoned. We may feel like that at times, but as followers of Christ, we know we are never alone Joshua 1.9 says, This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So back to Joseph. He ended up spending something like 11 years as a slave. But even with all he endured, 
he trusted God was with him. He worked hard in Potiphar's house and was promoted, and eventually he ran the entire household. But when he refused the advances of Potiphar's wife, she accused him of something he didn't do, and he was thrown into prison. Now at this point, I don't know about you, but I'd be thinking, okay, enough's enough, God. Almost murdered by my family, sold into slavery, falsely accused, and now I'm going to jail? But still, his faith remained strong. He was making the best of what had to be horrible circumstances. And as a result, he was eventually put in charge of all the prisoners. Joseph continued to have dreams, which shows us God was still working in his life. He interpreted dreams for two fellow prisoners, the baker and the cupbearer. And just when it looks like Joseph may get a break, the cupbearer, who said he would mention Joseph to Pharaoh, completely forgets about him, resulting in Joseph remaining in prison for two full years. Day three of VBS, three, brings us to Genesis 41 in the story of Joseph. And the theme of the day is God is in charge. Thank goodness. We finally get some good news for Joseph. After those two years in prison, Pharaoh has a disturbing dream and calls for his magicians to interpret that dream. They can't figure out the meaning. And finally, finally, the cupbearer remembers Joseph and his gift. Pharaoh sends for Joseph. Chapter 41 of Genesis, beginning with verse 15, says this. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, I had a dream last night, and no one here can tell me what it means. But I have heard that when you hear about a dream, you can interpret it. It is beyond my power to do this, Joseph replied. But God can tell you what it means and set you at ease. So even after all he's been through, Joseph continues to give the glory to God. He tells Pharaoh that they will experience seven years of great prosperity in Egypt, followed by seven years of severe famine. Joseph tells Pharaoh that the events have been decreed by God and will happen soon. Joseph goes on to tell Pharaoh that he should find an intelligent and wise man and put him in charge of the entire land of Egypt. He goes on to lay out an elaborate plan that would allow them to have enough food for those years of severe famine. As a result, Pharaoh makes Joseph his second in command putting him in charge of saving enough food for the entire country. Joseph has gone from being a prisoner to being one of the most powerful people in Egypt. I can't imagine that kind of responsibility. But throughout Joseph's life, he said, I can't do that, but God can. I'm one of those people that is riddled with self-doubt. I think I shared that with you before. 
when we feel called to do something that seems beyond our strength or ability, to speak to someone about something difficult, to take a new job, to volunteer somewhere, to invite someone to church. We need to remember, it really doesn't matter if we feel inadequate. If God is calling us to it, he will equip us. Psalm 147.5 says, How great is our Lord! His power is absolute. His understanding is beyond comprehension. Well, this brings us to day four. Day four now, it's always about sharing the gospel. <clears throat> we take a break from Joseph and we tell the kids how Jesus dies and comes back to life. The theme for the day was God is stronger than anything. While we often tell kids about God's power to create mountains and oceans, about the majesty of his creation, we also want to let them know that the greatest picture of God's power is the way he conquered death. And he did this out of his incredible love for each one of us. It was on day four that a first grader came up to me after VBS. Now this is a little guy who is really easily distracted. Very short attention span. He ran up to me and he had to think about it for a minute. He was all squirmy and ready to burst and then he exuberantly told me that, Julie, God is awesome. <laughs> and then he followed that with, God is in my heart. Yes, I cried. <laughs> By sharing this message of joy and hope, kids hear the good news of the gospel. Some of them maybe for the very first time. The news that we have eternal life through the work of Jesus on the cross because nothing, not even death, is stronger than our awesome God. Romans 8.38 says, and I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. We want everyone to hear this message, don't we? Even and especially our children. So we've reached day five which brought us to the end of Joseph's story in Genesis. The theme was God is surprising. And isn't that the truth? We challenged the kids to think about what they would do if they were Joseph upon seeing his brothers, the ones who betrayed him. I don't think it's a bad question to ask ourselves either. Joseph, upon seeing his brothers, 
seems to manipulate them initially, accusing them of being spies, sending them to go get Benjamin, their, the little brother, putting a brother in jail until the others returned, hiding things in their bags, threatening to capture them unless they brought Jacob back with them. Could be he's buying time, trying to figure out what to do. Or perhaps Joseph is just overwhelmed. So many conflicting emotions. In the end, he embraces his brothers, recognizing God's work in his own life. In a world that has become more and more divisive, differences of opinions regarding politics, the environment, guns, abortion, the list goes on. People ranting on social media, family members not speaking to each other. We're called to love our neighbors. We're also called to love our enemies. And yet, in some cases, we're struggling to love our families. As Christians, we are called to love as Jesus loves. We're also called to die to oneself. John tells us he must become greater and we must become less. Galatians says we have been crucified in Christ. Christ lives in us. As followers of Christ, I know it's rough out there, but hey man, we can't give up. If the story of Joseph shows us anything, it's that we need to persevere. God's promises are true. As long as we're still breathing air, God is not done with us. For Joseph, he reunited with his family, which really is so surprising, given what had transpired in his life. Psalm 66.5 says, Come and see what our God has done, what awesome miracles he performs for people. God is in the business of miracles. Our awesome God is surprising. He surprised Joseph, his brothers, and all of Egypt, really. God's greatest surprise, though, was the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Everyone was surprised. Except God, of course. God knew the amazing ending the whole time. Let's pray. You are awesome, God. We praise you for who you are, and we thank you for your good gifts. May we remember that you love us no matter what. You are with us everywhere. You are in charge. You are stronger than anything, and you are surprising. Thank you for these promises, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please stand as you're able.